Welcome to Fleet Auto News Podcast. I'm Caroline Falls and today I'm talking with Kirsten Corson, founder of EV sharing company Zilch in New Zealand. I'm looking forward to this discussion with Kirsten to find out more about the transition to EVs in New Zealand. Another topic I want to chat to Kirsten about is the new association called Women in Electric Vehicles, which both Kirsten and I belong to. This fan podcast has a sponsor this year, Sofico Services. Thank you, Sofico, for making this series possible. Themes for this year are future technologies for fleets, sustainability and circular economy principles, such as reuse, remanufacture and recycle. Let's welcome Kirsten. Hello, Kirsten. Kia ora koutou, as we say in New Zealand. Thanks for having me along. Where are you at the moment and how's the weather? Oh, I'm situated in Auckland at the moment and it feels like we're seeing the effects of climate change already. We haven't had uh, any rain for um, a good two months, but then there's the west coast of the South Island that's um, just been similar to all Gold Coast and Brisbane with, with flooding. Um, so it, it's all over the show, our weather. Yeah, I think it's good to talk about the weather because it's pertinent to what we're going to talk about today, which is transitioning to an energy sustainable economy. I don't think uh, it's something that we should argue about anymore that climate change is upon us. I figure the push to electrification of transport wherever we are in the world is more critical than ever. What are your thoughts? Oh, look, certainly um, if we just look at our commitment to the Paris Agreement, um, you know, the clock is ticking. And whether you um, still don't believe in in climate change or not, um, the realities we've signed up uh, to and committed to the Paris Agreement, and we, we need to start creating a roadmap to decarbonise our countries. So it's a good segue for us um, talking about climate change to now talk about Zilch, uh, your company that you founded. Can you tell us what it does when it was formed and why you? Why did you found this company? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm co-founder. Um, there's, there's two of us that set it up, and, and really our business has started as a vehicle leasing uh, fleet management business uh, called Yugo, and we started uh, leasing cars, and we could see that we were leasing all these cars, but they were sitting in car parks all day because we'd, we'd also installed GPS in them, and, and it got us thinking about, well, was there a better way to approach uh, large fleets? And when you look internationally, car sharing's been around for 20 years, and New Zealand um, has got one of the highest car ownership rates um, in, in New Zealand. So we were always going to be a late adopter. Australia, you'll be pleased to know, is, is more advanced than us on that um, stat. Uh, but we could see that there was an opportunity to um, introduce a more expensive electric vehicle and, and optimise it via, via sharing. So we started as a public car share company and then um, over time we've grown into a mobility as a service company, so helping businesses transition into electric vehicle fleets. And and how long has Zilch been going? When was it formed? We first set up in um, 2015 and, and we were appointed 
uh, by Christchurch City Council in 2016 to roll out uh, car sharing with electric vehicles in Christchurch. And uh, so, so we launched um, officially with that in 2018. So we've been we've been working at it for a long time. Wow. Um, yeah, I love uh, this um, mobility as a service business model. It's uh, so in keeping with circular economy principles to use resources so wisely. Can you talk about the growth and acceptance of um, mobility as a service or mass as we call it? Sure. Um, yeah, well, if we look at the, the two different um, parts to our business, that um, public car sharing, um, we've certainly seen that develop and evolve um, significantly um, and, and we're seeing strong growth in, in, that, in that market. Obviously, COVID has made it more challenging with, with lockdowns. Um, with, with that EMAS model and helping businesses transition into um, pure electric vehicles for their fleets, we're seeing significant growth, um, really large growth in that area. Because um, if you look at, you know, carbon accounting, um, say twelve months ago, you could offset internationally, and it would cost you, you know, around seven New Zealand dollars uh, per ton of carbon. Um, and that international rate's now gone to thirty-one dollars, and you used to be able to offset in New Zealand for thirty-one dollars. New Zealand dollars per ton, and that rate's just gone to $121. So from a, a cost uh, point of view, there's a lot of businesses that are looking at the uh, the change that's coming into New Zealand. We've, we've got um, fee base, so we've got subsidies. Um, you get $8,000 back on an electric vehicle um, if you buy one, but we're just about to introduce in essence, a tax on ICE vehicles, on, on petrol and diesel vehicles. So there's a lot of businesses now going, oh, we, you know, we want to do the right thing. Um, how do we decrease our fleet size? How do we introduce electric vehicles and and also charging infrastructure? And, and that's um, Zilch's sweet spot. We've, <laughs> we've spent many years um, learning and, and now we're getting to, to put it into action with, with, you know, with our business customers. Oh, that's fantastic. I wanted to talk about some of the New Zealand policies. I know that $8,000 um, bonus came in uh, recently. Um, but first, I, I was just curious too, like I don't know what it's like to find a parking spot in a New Zealand city these days, but it's ridiculously difficult to find one in Australia's East Coast cities that I know well. Um, but share car platforms get a better deal on parking, don't they? Do they get preferential treatment in New Zealand as they do in many municipalities here in Australia? Uh, well, different cities have different policies and, and some are more accommodating than others. But certainly, uh, you know, Australia um, and Europe and North America, are, you know, you're ahead of the curve on, on car sharing compared to New Zealand. Um, so we're um, we're following closely behind, but you know you've had great providers in Australia. Like in, um, I'm thinking of is it GoGets and yeah, um, yeah that you know you, that have been around now for you know well over ten years. So um, you were earlier to adopt uh, than New Zealand. 
Um, so we've talked about EVs and mass. Let's talk a little bit about women in transport. Like you, I joined the fledgling uh, group Women in Electric Vehicles. It's an offshoot of the US Association. Can you tell us a bit more about the group? As I think you had something to do with its setup down under here in Australia and New Zealand. Is that correct? Oh, I can't take any credit for the setup whatsoever. Um, there's some. They just asked me to speak at at, at the launch uh, when they when they did the first launch. So look, yes, I am a member as well, and I also sit in New Zealand on the Drive Electric um, board. Um, so, and that's a big supporter of women in EVs. I guess it's like everything. You, you know, we want to see more diversity. Um, around the table and, and conversations and women in electric vehicles is just a way like their practical start they've said look here's a list of speakers that can speak in New Zealand and Australia um, that that can give a female lens um, to the discussion so it's fantastic to see um, you know more women getting the opportunity to speak in, in webinars and conferences and um, and just showing that diversity and the difference of um, lens across the conversation. I'm looking forward to a Women in um, EV catch-up event at the Oyster Bar on Sydney's Harbour uh, later this week. Can't wait to meet some more of the women doing great things in the field. We'll be back after a short break for a word from our sponsor, Sofico Services. Sofico is a world-leading provider of enterprise software for the automotive leasing, finance, and mobility industry. For more than 30 years, international leasing companies and OEMs count on Sofico's expertise and technology to help them transform innovative product concepts into streamlined business processes and engaging customer experiences. With more than 370 experts, eight offices on four continents, and an annual growth averaging 15%, Sofico is perfectly positioned to help its customers succeed in a rapidly changing market where electrification, shared fleets, and multimodal mobility challenge us and our customers to play a pioneering role. Continuous investment in people, innovation, and leading edge technology is the basis for continued growth and success. Have you had any meetups in New Zealand yet? Hey, look, we've just got one scheduled actually for next month. We've been a bit like you. It's been a little bit challenging to um, hold events with COVID. So um, yes, we're looking forward to our first one in, in, in Auckland, um, first live one. Um, you know, real time. I think everyone's a little bit over Zoom and, and Teams and, and Skype. So we're looking forward to, to that next month. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, so let's um, just go back to some of the New Zealand government policies that are helping green the transport sector and the economy more generally. Uh, let us know if you or others are pushing or lobbying government for, you know, some better policies regarding, say, tax or fuel. 
Yes, look, there's definitely a lot of work um, that Drive Electric's doing lobbying the government, and some of the some of the changes we'd like to see is around charging infrastructure. So we would like to um, see changes with WorkSafe to make it easier to have um, charging infrastructure at home that was outside, not in a garage. Um, so that's that's one thing. We're also lobbying to see changes with central and local government for new builds, commercial and residential, to have a percentage of infrastructure wiring for electric vehicles. And we've, we've seen that sort of policy change in countries like Norway that have been early adopters. So we certainly, you know, that's just a couple of examples of, of what we're lobbying um, the government on. Okay. Um, I reported a few years back on a circular economy model in New Zealand whereby used engine oil packaging was being collected and recycled. And that story drew a lot of international interest and New Zealand was lauded for being among the first to tackle the issue of waste in that quarter. Do you have any other examples from New Zealand that you or New Zealanders are proud of? Um, look, I know the Sustainable Business Network has done a huge amount of work in New Zealand, you know, creating awareness around the circular economy. Something that um, Zilch is working on um, at the moment is how do we tackle the um, social inequity that is, is going to emerge and exacerbate with decarbonisation? Because it, we've got the challenge of electric vehicles are a much higher capital cost than, than an ICE vehicle currently. And how do we make that affordable to all parts of our community? And so some of the concepts that we're looking at in, in that circular model is how do we have um, electric vehicles that are going into fleets? Because in New Zealand, 70% of new cars are, are brought by fleets. Um, but we have, um, what, what, you know, one of the oldest um, fleets in the world. So, you know, our, our fleet's older than Cuba. So, um, you know, we keep our cars on the road for, for two decades. Wow. So how do we get the cars that are, say, going into a business like Genesis to come out of that business and to go into a shared um, car sharing in, say, a residential car sharing environment? It might be an EV-led, uh, which is, um, you know, a Māori um, initiative and making those cars available for people that otherwise wouldn't be able, able to afford an electric vehicle. And also looking at, in New Zealand, we've got a third of our trips are two kilometres or less. So how can we get New Zealanders transitioning into um, e-bikes and e-scooters? But in that circular model too, then looking at what, what uh, life does that battery have once it comes out of the car? And, and certainly there's some work in New Zealand um, being done on that and, and, and Zilch is part of that as well. So how can we then look at the life beyond the car and, and home storage on batteries and then in time there will be battery recycling as well. Yeah, fantastic. So there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work being um, done in that space as there is internationally as well, which is exciting. Very I was wondering how you get about. Do you cycle or use an EV or both? 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm a, I'm a Zilch customer, so I don't own a car. I live um, semi-rurally, so I, I get a, a different um, Zilch car every evening as part of my, um, we call it a commuter club subscription. So I have a, um, a different car every evening and, and, and the weekend as well. Oh, variety is the spice of yeah. life. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But I do, you know... Um, any opportunity to get on a on a bike or a, a e scooter um, for, for smaller trips and public transport, you know, it's, um, you know, EV's part of the solution. But you know, I look at it like a mobility jigsaw puzzle. And at the moment, primarily in New Zealand and in Australia, our mobility jigsaw puzzle is pretty red. It's full of lots of carbon, and the challenge for us over the next ten years with the Paris Agreement is how do we get that jigsaw puzzle to become green and how can we reduce the size of, the size of say, the, the fleet and look at other ways that we can move around our cities and our country and, and that is using more public transport and more walking, more scooters, you know, more e-bikes. Because if we look internationally, um, in North America or Europe, they're certainly more advanced in that space than New Zealand and Australia. It sounds like it's um, great that they've got you uh, on this bandwagon. Uh, just one more thing before we finish. Um, how have you seen things change in terms of acceptability of EVs and the trend towards them in New Zealand over, say, the lifespan of Zilch, so the last sort of seven years? I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about a Zilch customer in Christchurch. And um, we offered this commuter club subscription and, and he worked at the council. So he was driving the EVs during the day, so he knew about them. And he had a V6 Holden. And uh, he, he said, look, and I spoke to him probably nine months after he'd signed up. And I said, you know, how have you been using the service? And he said, look, I only signed up because I needed my Holden to get service and I didn't quite have enough cash and I knew it was going to cost me a good, you know, $500 plus. So he said, I just signed up. But he said, you know, the funny thing is that I never really saw myself as an EV driver. I really just did it to save money, not to, um, not because it was an EV. And he said, it's kind of snuck up on me, but I actually feel really good about driving these EVs now. So, you know, it was quite funny, um, you know, seeing that change in someone that I would probably describe as a good Kiwi bloke. Um, so, look, we've still got a long way to go, but we're certainly seeing that change of attitude. In New Zealand, a third of luxury cars now sold in New Zealand are electric. So we're, we're starting to see that shift. So, you know, as I said earlier, the challenge for us is how do we support all parts of our community um, to decarbonise, to make it accessible and affordable, and that's, that's, a, that's a real passion of Zilch's. Oh, thanks for joining us today, Kirsten. You've given us some good stories, and uh, it was great to get a bit of perspective from New Zealand. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me along, and, and more than happy to come back and chat on any other topics. As you can tell, I get pretty excited talking about electric vehicles and sustainable mobility. I get excited too. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll look forward to um, coming over to a, um, a woman in EV 
function. Hopefully it's done. We like the oyster bar in Sydney. Sounds all good to me. Okay. Let's hope we get to meet up there one day for sure. Thanks again, Kirsten. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Fleet Auto News Podcast. It was edited and produced by Isabella Fiorentino. Thank you again to our new sponsor, Sofico Services. It's great to have you on board. The original theme music for this podcast was created by Isabella Fiorentino. You can follow us on Spotify. Just search for Fleet Auto News. We're also on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Our website is fleetautonews.com where you can get all our stories, videos and podcasts. Until next time, drive safely and take care.